0: The following is the hand production. And then he had a I like shot! Now you wanna get nuts! Come on! Let's get
1: nuts! Nothing about a shaggy ship.
0: Lifeless eyes. Black eyes like a doll's eye.
1: That's it! I've had it with this dump. We've got no food, we got no jobs! Our pets' heads are falling off! I'll start. My name is Rod, and I like to party. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Welcome to the Have You Seen This podcast. I am your host, Jake Spencer, here with my co host Ethan Wilson. What up? And this is the podcast where one of us picks a movie that the other one has not seen, and then we just talk about it here. And this week we watched The Born Identity, starring Matt Damon, or Matt Damon, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, Franca mm-hmm. Patente, however that's pronounced. Chris Cooper, Clive Owen, Brian Cox, directed by Doug Lyman. Okay, so the Born Identity is about an assassin who can't remember who he is, or how he got to where he is, or anything, and then it's just kind of him figuring out and piecing together his life, his past, and what led to the events of him losing his memory. He runs into a German girl, they drive away, and the American uh, government is trying to kill them, and whatnot. So, Yeah, this is a, a, uh, it's not really a spy flick, it's definitely an action, action movie. So my story with this movie, I I can't remember the first time I saw it. I've seen this movie probably around ten times now. I've watched it twice within the last two weeks. Yeah, I saw it, I saw it a long time ago, and I just liked it. I mean, easy entertainment for me, good action, you know, good, cool stunt driving, pretty good acting. Pretty good uh, script, you know. Cool locations. It's so filmed all around Europe and all that. So, I mean, I really like this movie. And um, Ethan, where did you hear of this movie, or wh- when were you first aware of it, or were you aware of it at all?
0: Yeah, I mean, they were. These Bourne movies were the biggest. were pretty big mm-hmm. when they came out. They're really pushing to make Matt Damon a movie star, an action yeah. star specifically. Action star. Yeah, action star. Yeah. So yeah, I was aware of it. Not a huge Matt Damon fan, uh-huh. um, especially in, like, a leading role. He's fine. I mean, he's in he's in Saving Private Ryan. He's yeah. Private Ryan. Yeah. Um, and he's also in those Oceans movies. Yep. But he is, like, a limited side character. Yeah, he's just a part um, of he, an
1: ensemble cast with guys that are yeah, way more got, famous than him. Know,
0: he's got real – he's real strong in those roles. Uh, I, I don't remember which Oceans movie it is, but he has that long, weird nose. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that either. all is very funny. Uh, he's got good comedic timing and stuff in those. It's just him as a leading guy. He's just not very, especially as an action movie. And this was his first yeah. like solo action venture. So as the movies went on, he might have gotten better. It's just hard for me to see him in that light, just because uh-huh. he's just not real. I don't know, captivating or yeah. interesting of a person. I guess. Uh, so that is probably most of the reason why i skipped it it's just yeah you see matt damon and whatever the german lady's name i don't know who she is yeah it's just not something that grabs me um from for like the cast or whatever to watch a movie
1: and and that's and that's another thing because this is less than 10 years after goodwill hunting so like he's still riding
0: that fame train from that movie yeah and see i have never i've never watched those like ben affleck uh-huh matt damon like early 90s movies that kind of drove their fame i've seen more of ben affleck stuff okay um like he's in days that confused yeah he's in you know he was he was he dipped into the big time movie star yeah uh, field a little bit faster and more successfully at first than Matt Damon. I don't know if Matt Damon's a huge I think it's backwards.
1: Matt Damon, so when Good Will Hunting came out, Matt Damon got uh, got more notoriety first, but they both got Emmys for writing the movie Uh because Ben Affleck's part got cut a lot um, Uh when it got its big theatrical release. So Matt Damon kind of, he got a head start and then Ben Affleck eventually
0: caught up. And, yeah, and I just that. I was just talking about like oh the oh yeah 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 two oh, thousand okay whatever, yeah when, then you're when right, they yeah. were both when they were both like already established stars or whatever yeah I just remember seeing Ben Affleck's name a lot more I mm-hmm. uh, saw Matt Damon a ton he
1: did but... a lot more romantic comedies and and dramas than Matt Damon did in yeah. this era
0: that yeah so I was aware of it okay skipped it and,
1: yeah and for me this was my first Matt Damon movie um, I didn't I mean I didn't see Good Will Hunting until like five years ago. <laughs> And so, because I—I mean, my first exposure to Matt Damon was as an action guy. I'm just like, oh, this is his type of thing. Did you like it, just in general?
0: I mean, it was okay. Uh huh. I would say uh, it's pretty much what I was expecting. It's like a cut and dry action film. Uh huh. Um, the whole super spy assassin thing, and then the classic amnesia tale. It's like it's like overboard with uh was that kurt russell and honest oh, from a long time ago oh. like the 80s where uh she she falls off a boat and then kurt russell i think pulls her out i think it's kurt russell i could be yeah. really wrong and um he tricks her into thinking that she is his wife because he likes her interesting whole thing interesting so it's it's like that but with super spy i'll have essence. to look it up <laughs> I think my biggest, like I said, my biggest problem is Matt Damon isn't super convincing as a super assassin. Uh-huh. Maybe that's why he worked really well as one, because he's the
1: last person you'd expect to be an assassin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And and he just, I mean, he just whoops everyone in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Like, they well, send these other, assa- these, and it's like the John Wick parallels yeah. that I'm going to kind of draw to. It's like yeah. any, anybody they send to Matt Damon to take him out. Matt Damon, like, struggles for a couple of minutes and then eventually shoves the pin in the guy's hand. And, you know, that guy jumped, hilariously jumped out the window. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and they kind of explain, they don't explain it in this movie, but they explain it in, I think, the second or the third one, where they're like, spoilers, I mean, but we're not going to watch it till way later, if at all. Um, They basically are just like, oh, you were the first one. And you're the best. So that's why he's able to just whoop all these other guys with just household objects.
0: Yeah, the whole pin part. Yeah. In the apartment, he's fighting with the pin. Yeah. That's where the John Wick stuff started coming Uh because there's a part in John Wick where the Russian mob boss is explaining to his son why you don't want to mess with John Wick, and he says it's because I once watched him kill, like, seven men in a bar with a pencil, (laughs) and that's it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, he's like super OP yeah. type of thing. And for the people who
1: don't know what that means, that is the game return for Overpowered. What didn't you like about it? Like, kind of what were the problems or the flaws uh, that in your eyes with this movie?
0: Okay, so my very first problem um, wasn't until he got to, I guess, Paris. Uh-huh. Uh, he went into that embassy yeah. and he gets hooked up with Marie, yeah. which is the female character. Yeah. And she drives this, like, this 1970s Mini, Cooper, Mini yeah. Cooper. And she's in shock from the apartment thing mm-hmm. because she watches that dude kill himself. Yeah. Assassin. Um assassin. So Matt Damon has to drive this ra- this rickety old Mini Cooper. Yeah. There's cops coming and stuff. That crappy Mini Cooper being driven around like it's a tuner car from the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. just, like, Tokyo Drift. They're just sliding around everywhere going up on sidewalks and things and that mini cooper just not nothing going wrong with it or blowing up immediately like you think that engine would just it i mean would be toast immediately um and also i don't know how fast usually cars from the 60s and 70s topped out at like 60 miles an hour yeah and these these policia cars from italy are, like, struggling to catch this person. The motorcycles are having a hard time keeping up. And they end up getting away because they go down the stairs. They go down the stairs, yeah. And then, yeah. (laughs) He's like, I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop. And they go straight down those stairs. And then they, like, hang a left into a parking garage um, and get away. Yeah. So, yeah, the car, the Mini Cooper going through all of that, torture and stress and not being more the wheels wheels not falling. I mean, it was pretty, I mean, it was pretty much the same when they got out of it. Yeah. When it was, there was no visible outside damage to it. Yeah.
1: That is a funny one. I, uh, for my first dislike, I wrote, uh, I, well, I, I wrote not really a dislike for me, but I know that most or maybe not most, but many people really dislike the shaky cam throughout the movie. Like a lot of people just hate that.
0: Oh, yeah, like, because I read, I didn't write it down as a fun fact, but I read that the director didn't tell the camera guy what the shot was going to do. Yeah, because, I read that too. That's so interesting. He would be kind of guessing and mm-hmm. make it a little bit more. But it's like, I mean, it's like people uh, gripe about the same thing with, like, Cloverfield yeah. and, like, Blair Witch and all those found footage movies. Mm-hmm. and it was just like an early two thousands action thing for the yeah. shaky cam. To, I mean, I remember seeing that in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but like this had like shaky cam for almost like every part of it. And for
1: me, I, I mean, I had no problem with it. I was just like,
0: yeah, I mean, it didn't. Sweet. It didn't take me out of the movie. If anything, it made it feel more like more intense. He's getting chased. Yeah, I mean, that's what the whole movie is for. is it's yeah. him getting him and Marie getting chased. Yeah, so the the camera being shaky and zipping around and stuff just it makes it feel like like maybe this shadow government operation or whatever is using surveillance cameras yeah. from around the world to try to find this guy um, there wasn't really anything that distracted me from it or enough for me to say like it was it took away from the movie
1: okay that's good that it didn't take you out of the movie okay that's that's interesting. And I even I had a couple of questions about just the story. It's like, why is Marie at the U.S. embassy? Because she's a German citizen, and she's at the U.S. embassy in
0: Zurich. And I was just it like, sounded like she was trying. She was like trying to immigrate. Yeah, that's what I was guessing. The, I'm like, was she trying to get a visa to the U.S.? Thing. Yeah, because yeah. she said that she had a, a she had a student visa or something, and a, I don't know. It was kind of like glossed glossed over because yeah, really they did matter. not explain that at all.
1: And that, so you just kind of have to assume, and I'm just like, I mean, it's weird. I mean, very handy that she was there. I would just assume that she would have to go to her own embassy. For, yeah, I don't a, know how. Yeah,
0: I don't know how. I don't know how visa
1: stuff, stuff worked. Don't don't fact check me on anything. I don't.
0: I've never had, I've never tried to immigrate <laughs> yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, same. Um, speaking of Marie, um, she was one of my problems. I didn't really like her. I mean, her character was fine, and she was a very pleasant actress and things. Uh-huh. uh but, like, she was just love story subplot. Um, she helped him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she did that thing where she went into the bank and just got those records. Yeah, I just said whatever. she was his assistant. But I was, like, thinking that she was going to end up being some kind of, like, double agent or, like, double crossing oh, at yeah. the end or something. Which would have made her interesting. Yeah. Out, uh, like, further than just being, like, oh, this is, they're slowly going to give each other googly eyes going across europe yeah and then it's going to peak and then there's going to be a climax with them where they split off yeah i mean that's and then she's just out of the movie until the end yeah she's a, in, you know a pretty involved part up until the country house and yeah. then it's just like see ya and it's like they couldn't use her anymore i don't know and i understand like sh- like he's expecting to go up against like these crazy yeah government assassins and agents and stuff, so an uh, untrained civilian, obviously, is probably not a great person to have around, but, I mean, crazier things that happen in action movies. Yeah.
1: And But one thing I did like about her being in, like, the love interest, they didn't force it, I mean, they forced it a little bit, but they didn't put it over the top, you know, I mean, she's, she, she was very, a little bit aware of being, or wary of him at first, but then, eventually kind of came around to you know liking him or whatever and I yeah know. i
0: thought she, i thought she was i mean after i'm kind of the opposite i thought after the the whole driving chase scene in paris it was just like she was automatically in love with him yeah
1: i well um, i wrote that down in in a good part i said I said that driving plus washing the hair plus cutting it really sealed the deal for Marie. <laughs> yeah, just that
0: dull scissor haircut. Yeah,
1: and very aggressive was like, uh, like, yeah, like, was like 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 he's like like jerking was like grinding her hair. it away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is probably the biggest problem I had with this movie and it's unforgivable and if I was going to rate this movie out of 10, it would lose probably 2 points just because of this one thing. Okay, hit me with it. And that is Walton Goggins is in this movie and he does nothing. Oh yeah? You know who Walton Goggins is? Who is he again? He's the he's like um in Ant-Man, he's Ant-Man 2. He's like the the secret spy guy that's trying to get figure out where Paul Rudd is and he's in He's in like uh, the Hateful Eight, the the Tarantino movie. Which character did he, he play in this? He's like one of the office guys in the in the like, the war room with the main agent. I'm gonna have to look him up. He has he has like one line.
1: Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Walton Gogg. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly. Yeah. He is criminally underused in this movie. Yeah
0: he's a i mean he's an awesome actor everything i've seen him in he's super great yeah um and being the head of like a black ops shadow government agency is like right up his alley or even letting him be in the may an assassin that goes after john or not john wick <laughs> jason Bourne. yeah um, just use him in some way he's I mean, his line is pretty much like, here's the four cameras that we got, that he's on there, and Mm -hmm. that's it. And then he's just in the background the rest of the time. Yeah. It's unforgivable. I like Walton Goggins. When I saw him in the background, I was like, heck yeah. And then he just never comes out of the background. Yeah,
1: and that's why I was just like, wait, who is he again? I'm like, oh, of course, he's the guy that you see once. And I'm just like, to me, I'm like, oh, he's the lawyer guy Community. Hilarious. And he's in tons of other stuff, obviously, but
0: he is i mean he's just so good and everything that i've watched him and he's in um you know he's in that he's the um like southern f- ex-confederate soldier in the hateful a yeah and him and uh him and samuel jackson have really good parts together and they mm-hmm. end up being the only two guys i mean they're dying because they're all shot up but yeah. they're only two guys alive at the end and stuff he's just a really great actor and him not being in this movie other than being just like a throwaway character was kind of, it was a big bummer.
1: Yeah. It's always possible that he probably had more scenes. and just got cut. Yeah, that happens a lot.
0: Unforgivable.
1: Like I think Brian Cox, he had a lot of
0: sp- Jake, unforgivable. Okay. Jake.
1: Okay. I'll stop trying to defend it. And I think I even saw that Brian <laughs> Cox had a bunch of scenes cut out too. But, um,
0: I'm just saying cast him in a different spot. I yeah. Mean, that's all I'm saying.
1: And um, I had another dislike. Uh, all of a sudden, when they really, when he finds out who he is, you know, that he's an assassin, when he when he has that meeting as John Michael Kane and he's like, yeah. I'm an assassin. Uh, then that's when she wants out? She knew this guy was kind of crazy. He, he watched, or she watched him, like, beat the trash out of so- countless people, drive super dangerously, you know, basically kill that guy with a pen, drive head on an oncoming traffic. Like, what?
0: Yeah, and when they're at that restaurant, it, when they're at that restaurant, he's even like, I don't know why I'm able to do all this crazy stuff. And she yeah. says, well, you're stressed out. You can do your sight, your height, like senses are heightened yeah. when you're stressed out. He's like, I can tell you the six cars out in the parking lot's license plate number. I can tell you that guy sitting at the, the bar there's like six foot four, two, 215 pounds and can handle himself. Yeah. I can tell you this person. over. Why, why would I be able to tell you that stuff? And it's like, it's obviously because he's like this soup like, He's some kind of trained something. Yeah.
1: And he's fluent in at least like five languages or something like that.
0: Yeah. He's just walking in and out of these places. He has like six 15, passports. 15 passports yeah. and $50,000 of American money. He even, and he's just he even showed her. Like, look at all Italian. these passports. Yeah. He's just speaking Russian, Italian, French, you know, Somali. I mean, all these crazy <laughs> languages. Yeah. And she's when she. He finally is like, "Oh yeah, I guess I'm an assassin." She's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah,
1: and then she wants oh, out. No. I'm just like, <laughs> "What? That's that doesn't that didn't make any. I mean, it made a little bit of sense, but not really. But yeah."
0: Yeah, she's just uh, what is uh, Will Arnett's character in um, Arrested Development? And he's just like, "He, they're just I've have, I've have made a oh, huge I've made mistake. a huge
1: mistake. Okay, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a
0: huge
1: mistake. the classic Bluth saying." Um,
0: them fighting in the stairwell was really cool. My only problem was he, like, jumps 15 flights of stairs. Yeah. That would have crippled on- that. I mean, he, he had he had that dude in front of him. Yeah. But I said it's like, uh, and then he stands up and he's fine other than a cut on his eyebrow. He's got a limp, He's got too, a limp, but... I said like he's cat like when Captain America jumps out of that elevator onto his shield yeah, and just is like oh that hurt. Well Captain America is a away.
1: superhuman so but Matt uh Well that's Jason what I'm saying. Bourne is it's,
0: a human. It's it's exactly yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's oh. exactly the same thing. <laughs> that's, he's, he's getting that's true. up like he's he's been he's a superhuman. Yeah. Um and then also the it looked like when, uh, like in SNL or something, when they throw a dummy off or of something. <laughs> yeah. That's what the that's what it looks like, and I really laughed at it, is because it's just like that. His legs are up weird. I mean, it was yeah. a dummy. Obviously, they just tossed a dummy down the stairs. Yeah, um, but they didn't do any. they were just eh, it's okay. <laughs> it could just it could just be a dummy.
1: That was a good shot though, right? As he's just flying down, he's like bop, you know. <laughs> That was pretty good shooting. You got any more yeah. dislike parts?
0: Let me see. I think I had one more. Let me see if it's important. Okay. Cause
1: I, I'm all out of dislikes. Yeah,
0: I said, uh, I just didn't feel like the movie had a direction and maybe that was like the reason, mm-hmm. like, like the, the point because he's got amnesia. Yeah. Um, but it just feel like they had like the bones of a movie. Like they knew what they want. They wanted to make a spy movie, uh, action movie. Um, but they just didn't, they didn't really know what to do with it in certain parts, and it gets kind of draggy. Yeah. Uh, the whole, the whole other than the the assassin scene in the field, which I'll talk about later, the whole country house scene section of the movie, mm-hmm. it's kind of boring. Um, uh, it's just they, it's like they they like I said they had the basis outline of a movie that they wanted and then they just kind of pieced it together as they went and then they at the end they were just like oh we're gonna have the big boss kind of remind him what his mission was and everything's gonna come flooding back mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's so definitely... it could be in-
0: it could be intentional yeah. i don't know it's just something that stuck out to me that it just felt like they were like well i guess we'll go here and then oh okay well we'll go back to paris and then they'll meet up and then oh we're i guess we'll end in greece because that makes sense yeah and i don't know it's it's just the the way in my opinion all right well we're just going to take a quick moment and we're
1: going to hear from a couple little ads from other fourth hand productions hey you guys (gasps) a very brady podcast Join host Tack Van Sickle and his guest each week as they hilariously dissect the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, one episode at a time.
0: He was so creepy, though. I think I was like, he's like, I guarantee you if they get it really done the show the way they want to do it, like he was going to have a cup to the door listening in that night. <laughs> a
1: look back at a simpler time where everything was groovy.
0: So her kids almost it's wrecked enough. their marriage. Her employee shames her and she like, thanks both of them. It's awesome. So grab your potato
1: sack and head out to the backyard for some fun. She's in her own room. What did we tell her
0: about sleeping?
1: (laughs) Like they went and got the entire family for dad to pick her up and put her in her bed two feet away from the desk. And obviously
0: before they did that, they also said family, Go get your bathrobes. Everyone needs to be in a bathrobe.
1: A Very Brady Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available.
0: They have some compromising pictures of Alice that they could have
1: used uh, to blackmail her and keep her there. Um, I've seen those pictures, and Alice is
0: hotter than you think. I'm going to just put that out there and say it. Uh, That blue dress doesn't do justice? No, it does For me, that blue dress does everything. Are out. You're a bad man, Tack. You're a bad human. There's a lot of weird in this show.
1: Hey, Blades, come here a minute, man. Check this out. Yeah, what's up? Hey, look, I have an idea for our next Inhuman Experience ad. Cool. Let me see your computer. All right, check it out. See, right? No,
0: wait, what the? Oh! Wait,
1: wait, wait. Hear me out. But my computer... I have a better idea.
0: But what about my computer... First...
1: I start with the movie trailer voice. Okay. Then, you say something funky. I can dig it. And then, I say check out The Inhuman Experience, a paranormal podcast with Bobby Anthem. That's me. And Bobby Blades. That's you. And then we say we do tons of extensive research. But we don't do any research. I know. I know. We lie. Alright, false advertisement. That's cool. you say find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever podcasts are heard. Bada bing, bada bang, bada boom, ad is done. Alright, I can dig it. I can dig it. But look, I have one question. What's that? Why did you have to smash my computer,
0: all right,
1: all right, good. Talk. But wait, but my computer, let me know when you're ready to do the but what about my computer? Oh. All right, welcome back, and we're gonna jump right into uh, what parts did you like about the movie? Do you like good scenes and lines?
0: Um, well, Jake, this is where you're gonna have to oh, really I will take c- over the show. I'll carry us I, through I said, this. I said I really liked, I mean, all the fight scenes were really good, yeah, they were very well choreographed, oh, yeah, fun to watch. Um, I really liked the duel in the field. Yes, that was really um, cool. With the with, I guess his name was the professor. Yeah. I didn't know that until I looked up stuff at the end. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is a sick assassin name. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like a Batman assassin. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, him getting like those like eight slug shells with the shotgun. Yeah, double barrel shotgun. And then just icing that dude in the field before yeah. he could do anything.
1: Although Super cool. somehow that guy had the perfect shot on him, but missed all of his shots. Like while he was running.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: He's a trained assassin. He and uh, yeah, but I like that part because he, he did, shoots. He did
0: run. He ran through a bunch of trees. Yeah.
1: He he shot the the gas the gas tank
0: to create yeah. a big See, distraction. That, all that stuff was re- all that stuff was really cool. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that scene. Um, and I liked that character that was just kind of like a, you know, when they're at the fair with Julia Stiles, who's in this movie for some reason.
1: She, she takes a bigger role in the second two movies. And I honestly, I think you would like the second, the, the second and third one much more because it does, it's not as um, dull in, in parts. Yeah. It, uh, it definitely, it, I mean, it has some parts where it mellows down. They have parts where they mellow down a bit but mm-hmm. they definitely keep you more in on like, cause by then he knows who he is and he's, yeah,
0: he knows who he is. And I, I rem- I remember a preview with uh, the old guy. Um, that's like the CIA guy that, mm-hmm. it, that calls for the assassination I don't know what the shadow ops guy's name is. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It's all right. But the old guy he's in, um, he's in the ring and like kills himself in the ring. And yeah. that's, what I remember him from. He's in some, I mean, he's just a character actor. He's in a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, but I remember seeing a preview where he's just like, Oh my God, that's Jason Bourne And yeah. on like a surveillance camera <laughs> yeah. or something. Uh, that's like the second or third one. I yeah. That's, a, I think
1: which. that, that one is the third one.
0: Yeah. That, that. So yeah, that was, that was the only favorite part I had. I didn't really have any favorite lines. I mean, most of the stuff was just, you know, plot point, movement yeah there wasn't a whole lot of like zinger one-liners or anything oh
1: yeah so i'll start with my my little list not little list kind of it's kind of a big list it's like half a page um when he finally finds his passport at the bank you could see he's got a little bit of sense of relief and then the second he sees all the rest of them he's just more confused than he was before (laughs) he's like what the heck is all this yeah, um, he's
0: like, I guess my name is Jason Bourne, Steve, G- uh, yeah, Jimmy? John
1: Michael James? Kane. <laughs> yeah, that's <was> just <laughs> all over the place. Um, and then I wrote, everyone is just hundred percent suspicious of him every time he's seen by anyone, like even the lady at the front desk of the bank, and obviously the the con- the guy who calls in that they saw well, they him all, there. He's a contact. They all,
0: know, they all know. him, don't they? I mean, just the receptionist thought,
1: didn't. Just the guy in the back. He's the, He's yeah, a Treadstone's I mean, contact.
0: I I figured that he'd just been in the bank before. Yeah.
1: But they're um, all a little bit suspicious of him. Yeah. Um I love the embassy beatdown.
0: And it's Embassy Beats.
1: Uh, yeah. Smart that he steals the dude's radio and then the map. And then um Yeah, I just like that scene. He just he even though he still doesn't know who he is, he just calculated, knows exactly what to do. Just instincts take over for him there. Um, let's see. At that point, he spoke in English, French, and German at least. By the time he gets outside of the Zurich embassy, but then he also speaks uh, Netherlands, which is a, a Dutch-based language. Like when he's looking at himself in the mirror, he speaks um, what we would call Dutch, even though they say it's not actually correct. Like he's talking to himself in the Dutch language, and um,
0: flirting, hurting, yeah.
1: Hurting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the Swedish yeah. sweetest <laughs> Oh, flutter. side note
1: i was telling someone i'm learning norwegian and so i did a couple like samples sentences so like oh it doesn't sound as like songy i'm like i don't think i'm like you're thinking of like the swedish chef and kind of the stereotypical thing i'm like
0: uh, i'm like in um this assassin's creed game you know you're playing as a viking uh-huh and um, each town has a like a flighting poet. You mm-hmm. can go like rap battle, it's the weirdest side mission. That's hilarious.
1: That <laughs> the montage of them contacting all the other assassins, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it shows that they all kind of have normal lives ish. You know, we're
0: gonna need a montage. <laughs> montage.
1: Even Rocky had a
0: montage. <laughs> Super uh, spies got a montage. <laughs>
1: and then I wrote, let's see. Curious how many times or how many treaties and international laws Treadstone
0: breaks in this oh, one. Dude, movie. Shadow, shadow governments don't care. But yeah. Shadow government operations, black ops stuff, they don't care. Dude, about that.
1: if we get to number three, do the international laws that are just blatantly being broken in that movie by the American government is insane and not even like trying yeah. to hide it. It's hilarious. But I I mean, just, the, I'm just uh, always curious.
0: Uh, American government in the 60s tried to go in and destabilize Cuba multiple times. Oh, yeah. Uh, and stage coups, mm-hmm. military coups of that country. And they can and, and assassinate Fidel Castro they can never get to him.
1: Yeah. That was always weird. Yeah. I love the apartment fight scene. Beat him down. And then uh, disarms him with a, you know, he stabbed him in some key spots with a pen, including the hand. Broke his leg. That was always a good fight scene. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So with that fight scene, I don't know if this was a dislike or a like, but it was more of a question. I'm like, how did the first assassin actually like do anything successful previously when his first instinct to kill him is to kill the landlady, leave her body in the lobby? So he didn't even dispose of it. So obviously something happened there for everybody else and then be as loud as possible on his entry breaking the glass and just shooting a machine gun just brrr, willy-nilly just like hey look at me being super loud it's just like he's supposed to be he's supposed to not exist you know not just be the loudest guy possible i always thought that yeah, was weird it's,
0: it's just uh you know you gotta suspend your you know disbelief beliefs. yeah yeah i guess disbelief gotta have s- yeah. some kind of yeah Suspension and disbelief to, to really let these movies go. I mean, oh, it's yeah. like it, it's like all those uh, like '80s action movies with Oh yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, like the the guns that they never have to reload. Yeah, and, or
1: they're getting shot at by like five guys with machine guns and never getting hit.
0: Yeah, Rambo's really bad about <laughs> yeah the machine guns not being reloaded yeah. and they're being. 30 guys shooting at Rambo and him just standing at the top of the hill and not getting <laughs> shot like I mean with Arnold Schwarzenegger and like Terminator and stuff he's doing he's doing reloading uh, in those yeah and stuff they're a little bit more as as much as a movie based on a or about a killer robot from the future coming to back to the past to kill somebody can be based in reality those movies are pretty well based in reality yeah like, I just thought that was
1: funny that you know they're supposed to be non-existent assassins and yet this guy is just, you know, he's being really really sloppy.
0: Yeah, but I mean it could be um all those assassins, I mean the hit is is Jason Bourne needs to be dead by sundown. Yeah. So maybe it's like a a desperation, you know, you know discretion's not needed mm-hmm. type of thing, just kill him. Mhm.
1: And then that whole, like, invisible thing kind of gets thrown out the window in the next two movies. Like, you just got assassin just blowing shit up all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of the way they all go. I mean, that's the way the, these John Wick movies go. The yeah. first one is he is, like, this crazy assassin. Uh-huh. He's not, like, a secret agent or work. He works for, he's, like, an independent um, assassin that okay. gets hired by mobs. He's and a things. mercenary. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but, like, the whole... It's like this whole network of... Uh, they build this crazy world and lore in the next two. Uh-huh. And all the rules that were set in the first one kind of... They just kind of ignore thrown, them a little bit. get thrown out the yeah, window a okay. bit, yeah.
1: Let's see. My next point, I said... He gave Marie an easy out, and she didn't want to take it. You know, she just... She was in. Like, this was before um, she had her hair cut. And then before you know, they slept together. She she was she was, she was bought in already.
0: Uh, she was already in love with him. Yeah, that, that was post the car drive. That's what I'm saying. After no, the this car was chase... um,
1: I wrote this down
0: before. No, it, she? It is before the car chase. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Earlier, she, I, you said that it's not super obvious that she is interested in him, and I thought it was very much from immediately yeah. like him giving her that money and then they kind of bad eyes at each other yeah. and she's just kind of in it. I think it's it from also
1: from a non non uh, psychological degree perspective uh, she might have just you know because she was kind of a troubled person you know kind of a, a drifter she didn't really have any solid you know place to go you know she was always kind of just going wherever she, she yeah she's a vagabond or whatever whatever she didn't have, like, a stable place. She was an unstable person or whatever. Not mentally, but maybe she was. Who knows? And, you know, and so she found herself attached or attracted to this person who was also pretty a pretty damaged person, you know? So who knows? Maybe that was a, a big part of it. And then I was just like, oh, he's so nice. He told her not to look when he's about to drive into oncoming traffic. He's just like, don't yeah. look. Don't look. And then I wrote... And then after the drive scene, she's just like staring at him, like with like this long gaze, like, "Who are you really?" Like after that driving, it was just a hilarious like. She, I I mean, it's
0: like uh, you talked about Frank Gibbs in Bloodsport getting beat by Jean Claude Van Damme at that video game Mm. and just being his best friend forever. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was the it was the car chase. He he successfully evaded the police and. Anywhere, anytime. Man, I need you to say the thing, and I'll I'll be there for you. I need to get thing. good at
1: stunt driving. Damn, maybe that's how <laughs> yeah. I find my my yeah. future wife or whatever. That's uh
0: that's how Paul Walker got that, uh, the too fast, too furious. He uh he smashed the gas and just stared at her while he was driving really <laughs> fast in that second Fast and Furious.
1: I'm gonna have to do that. That's a good thing to do. Be pulling up in my dirty Corolla. Yeah, what's up? It's an automatic baby. <laughs> Anyways, uh I thought it was funny, you know, because this movie is based in the early two thousands. And the treadstone office, everybody's using like two or three monitors, and they're just the giant monitors from like yeah. back in the day. And it's just like they're using multiple monitors with those. It's like uh, uh it's
0: <laughs> a United States government, man.
1: <laughs> it was just hilarious. I'm just like, oh, does it matter it
0: doesn't matter if you're uh a uh, major in the United States Army, or a high-ranking secret operative, you're all going to use though, uh You're all going to use like surplus store level equipment to do your <laughs> yeah. country's yeah. secret uh, secret operations through. It's like, are you are you seriously saving all this on a floppy disk? Yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> we pretty much would have to. We have.
0: We have atrocious war crimes on these hard drives. You're saving them to floppy disks. Yeah, yeah. I got this whole stack of forty-two floppy disks. It's got everything <laughs> Jason Bourne's ever done on it. <laughs>
1: don't take yeah. a magnet to it; they'll be destroyed. Do
0: you? Uh, we don't even put them in a safe or anything. They just sit right there by the door. <laughs> Anybody could get them.
1: <laughs> and then I, uh, I wrote, I feel bad for the assassin with the glasses, the professor, because at the at kind of near the end he's just like he
0: seemed generally remorseful he's just like look what they make you give you know yeah and i mean he he knows that jason Bourne and him are kind of like it's like a shared burden yeah because they're both the same yeah he's
1: just like he's like what about the headaches he's like man i hate the headaches and he's just like yeah they kind of they kind of bond he's like sorry i just killed you man and he's just like what about the, you what got about the
0: sand what about the sand man I hate the sand it's, uh, it's rough it's, and coarse and gets everywhere it's everywhere
1: yeah i feel that too um and then after that he takes all of the professor's tech uses it against him the track the the tracker for the van and then he used that you know setting off all the car alarms to uh, make a distraction and then uh i said make sense why in the later movies they say he's the best
0: yeah, that whole that's a uh, that whole scene I had an issue with just because it was like this whole movie, Jason Bourne's like he's seen all this stuff that he's looked at and done for the past two days and and past whatever week. Can't remember anything. Uh huh. Can't remember what his mission was, can't remember why he got shot, all this stuff. And he meets the big boss and the big boss is like, Remember you bought Two loaves of bread and some milk, and then ba- ba- bow, 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 everything's back to Jason in his brain. Well, he was already—by was,
1: was, then he had already pieced together that he was John Michael Kane and had to do stuff with the boat. But then when he talked to the guy at the office, he's just like, you're the one who planned it. You're the one who set the hit. You picked the boat. And then that's when it's just like—then all the pieces connected.
0: Yeah. Also, for being the best assassin, he gets spooked off by some kids in the room. What a weak assassin! Man. I
1: know, right? Well, I mean, I wrote on my next point. He started. He that's when he started to show remorse. You know, you know, he started to be like, "Why, why, why should I? Why am I doing this?" You know, and then that. I mean,
0: yeah, it's it's very. I mean, there's the it's very MK Ultra. Oh yeah, um, where they tried to brainwash people into being triggered into being assassins uh-huh. and then they would they could do something to untrigger them and they wouldn't be able to remember anything. Yeah. It's just more of that stuff.
1: Yeah. I remember seeing Who about knows, brainwashing knows people they actually still do that. There's a movie where they uh, brainwashed a guy to kill the, the, what the prime minister of Micronesia with a song. What is it? The relax song. I'm just kidding. That was oh, a,
0: you mean, isn't it Malaysia? I was
1: making, I was actually quoting Owen Wilson's, line from Zoolander. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's Sorry. Been, I was making a stupid Zoolander reference. <laughs> it's, been, it's been very long. Uh, it's a long time. Yeah, same here, but I just... You know, because he kept saying, it was like the Prime Minister or whomever of, of Malaysia, but Owen Wilson just kept saying it wrong every single time, and I just, I love that. Anyways, and then let's see. You know, at least he remembered why he didn't want to kill anymore. Except... But he still has to be not be the one who dies. So he killed all the guards outside, and you know, on his way out, you know, when you said he fell down like several stairs, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. I liked uh, the surprise hit at the very end. You know, makes audience think you know he's gonna kill Bourne, but he kills uh the head of Treadstone. Plot twist. Uh huh. And then I wrote Conklin killing his own employees.
0: Would you recommend this to a friend? Uh, probably not. Okay. Um, I would probably tell them to fast forward 12 years and just watch John Wick. Okay. Um, I just think that it's paced better Uh huh. John Wick is. Um, it's, the fight scenes are more flashy. Yeah. I mean, these, fi- the fight scenes in Jason and this born movie are really good. Yeah. But the fight scenes in, in John Wick are just, I mean, they're really flashy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Keanu Reeves as an action star. I mean he's been doing it a long lot longer. Um is better. Yeah. Um in that situation, I mean there's there's movies that Keanu Reeves has no business being in either. Hey. Um, it's all good. As far as like an action f- like leading man, I think uh I think Keanu Reeves is stronger. Um and then it doesn't, the story, the, the this Bourne movie gets really bogged down by that sub-love, uh, that B-plot, yeah. I think.
1: So, I think in regards to all of what you just said, you'd like the Bourne Supremacy and the Bourne Ultimatum, which is 2 and 3. Uh-huh. I, I haven't seen the spinoff one that came out a few years after, and I haven't seen Jason Bourne, which is the fourth one which took place the, in 2014. The spin-off,
0: the spinoff is the one with Hawkeye, right?
1: Yes, that has Jeremy Renner. And then they yeah, made no, another thanks. Jason Bourne one with Matt Damon like six years ago or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and- I
0: mean that's I mean I said that with the in the rewatchability. Yeah. Um but as far as um recommending it to a friend, I mean, about the only person that I could see enjoying this movie is probably my dad. huh. Um, he just kinda likes spy thriller action movies. Yeah. Um he might enjoy it. He also might tell me it's stupid. I have a hard time reading, reading the room with my dad in yeah, movies. I understand that. Um, and uh, but, does it hold up in twenty twenty? I said, as far as action movies go, yes, because they are still making these born movies and they're selling when yeah. they come out. It's not like yeah. they're flopping. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it would it would hold up twenty twenty. I said the only thing that doesn't hold up with this particular one is they would be able to find him so much faster these days with all of the... I mean, the whole world sold away their right to privacy. Yeah, exactly. Um, in the last 20 years. Uh, with, you know, street cameras and cell phones and all that stuff, they would be able to find him really quick. Yeah. That was the really thing. only thing that I said. I mean, it would probably take them less than, like, 10 hours to yeah. find him. Yeah. Um, plus, it w- I mean, there's all sorts of other agencies in the world that the United States would probably work with to fo- try to find a rogue American yeah. in Europe.
1: Yeah, they would so, probably use more than just the basic police force, which is what they
0: did with this movie. And they would be running on something better than Windows 95. Yeah. Which is what those computers...
1: <laughs> <that they laughs> well, then again, in 2001, the best thing you had was Windows 2000, because XP didn't come out until 2002 or three, I think. So they were okay, still... You're still a little behind the good
0: tech. Nerd. Uh. Nerd. Okay. (laughs) I'll
1: I'll take it, you know. Uh, Let's see. Is it rewatchable? I mean, I love it. I've seen it more than ten times, so. Uh,
0: I said it's got a lot of rewatchability. It's, you know, it's an action movie that you can not really pay attention to and not have any trouble following. Yeah. Or if you came in halfway in. I mean, this whole movie is Matt Damon saying, "I don't know who I am," so you understand that he has amnesia. Yeah. Um, I personally probably wouldn't rewatch it. Okay. Um, mostly because we do have movies like like again John Wick, um, that I personally think are stronger movies. Well, at least the first one. Yeah. Second and third one aren't super great the first one at least yeah in
1: my opinion um, the second and third board
0: movies are better than this one but this one definitely sets it up so i mean and i don't like i said i can't remember if i have seen i hadn't seen this one i don't i can't remember if i've ever watched two or three so i might not have seen them at all okay
1: well that's fine anyways we got some fun facts i will do you want to start should i start yeah i got one i got some hit me with Um, it
0: Matt Damon went through hundreds of hours of gun training so he would look comfortable holding a weapon, which is completely weird to me because I have probably shot guns for less than 100 hours and am totally comfortable using one and holding it and feeling comfortable with it.
1: I think as far as, like, um, for filmmaking, they want the actors to look like they, they're they not, like, hesitating. Or, like, for me, I would have to do that because I would blink every time I would shoot the gun because of the noise. I would have to, like, when, you know, because we're both drummers, the, it took me a long time to not blink every time I hit the snare drum. And so I would have yeah. to train myself to where I wouldn't blink every time I shot
0: a gun, even if it had blanks or, you know. Yeah, maybe. That's I, just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I have grew up shooting and things. Yeah, so
1: it, it's different for me. Like, I I haven't – I've shot a BB gun. That's it. You know, airsoft yeah. maybe. Paintball, I, I think I've shot – I don't think I've shot a paintball gun. But, you know, I, you know, I would have to practice a lot just to get comfortable with it, which just make it look yeah. natural. And,
0: um... Yeah, most, most of my shooting has been shotguns and, like, pistols. Yeah. So, um... And that's been both with and without hearing protection. In my later years, I always wear hearing protection because oh, I don't yeah. want to go deaf. That's, that's, that's a good that's But when a I was when I was, a, when I was younger and stupid, I used to not wear hearing protection. But, um, yeah, I was the same, but with my concerts. S- my second fun fact was the region in Greece that's shown at the end of the movie is an island named Mykonos in the Aegean Sea and this island is nay is uh, famously named after Michael Scott's Greek character in the se- of the same name in season 7 episode 14 of the office called the seminar. Damn it,
1: Ethan. <laughs> I knew you were going there too. I mean, that was not a bad one, but I knew you were going to make that office reference as soon as you said the name <laughs> of the island. It's like I'm making us and I Greek. <laughs> during the during Andy's sales seminar. I knew Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Once again, bringing. An office reference into the show. That's okay, though. I love it. <laughs>
0: um, in 1983, Universal had planned to make this movie, The Bourne Identity, with with Burt Reynolds as Jason Bourne and Jack <laughs> Clayton as a director. Due to Reynolds' busy schedule, uh, the movie stalled. It would just have been a whole movie. Him say, they'd be like, your name's John Michael Caine. <laughs> no, that's not my name. That's not my name. <laughs> that's not my name. That's not my name.
1: Ferguson. My name's
0: name's on the password right there. What's it say? See, it says Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Funny my name.
1: name. <laughs> I got this big oversized
0: hat. <laughs> <Not my name. laughs> uh yeah, I don't uh uh yeah, uh I don't know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh I have one. Matt Damon climbed down the last 30 feet of the backside of the building in the, the embassy. Without a stunt double, he called it the most grueling thing I had to do. And it's just like, I get it. That's, uh, you know, putting his hands into the figures, those little uh, divots or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise is somewhere laughing at him. they're yeah. Holding on to a plane with no harness. If Man. I, I, did you see that? Tom did Cruise is crazy. Clip? Did you see that clip where he's holding on to a, like an uh, airliner? And it takes off on the runway. It's for like the last Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Tom. And he did it with like no harness and, and all sorts of stuff.
1: Tom Cruise is a madman. So man, if, when
0: you're when you're when you're that high in Scientology, in the Scientologist world, dude, you just, nothing, nothing scary. That dude believes he could fly legitimately. So, you know, it's because a little alien being in his head will save him. Hey, man. Holes. I don't really I don't really know what Scientology is weird. I, I have... Different beliefs
1: aside. That dude is a madman when it comes to doing his own stunts. You know, I'll I'll give it up for him when he for any time he does all that stuff. I'm just like, okay.
0: I have heard he's a very pleasant person too. Like, I would um, guess so. Someone was in a might have been uh one of the guys in Tropic Thunder. Who was it that was in that movie that uh Bill Hader. Yeah,
1: Bill Hader was said that he worked with him in He had a, you know, he had the, a lot
0: the... of yeah, he had a lot of parts with him, so he said he'd have to do line reads with Tom Cruise. And he said, Tom Cruise is just the sweetest person you could ever work Tom with. Tom Cruise in
1: that movie was freaking hilarious. <laughs> um. Oh, and then uh, do we got another fun fact?
0: Oh. Yeah, I got one. The rifle, and this is just me kind of thinking it's cool because i would never seen one before. Uh-huh. But the rifle the Professor uses at the various occasions, uh, for example, at the farm is a Swiss Sig 550 Sniper. I've just never seen a sniper rifle where the s- – the silencer goes all the way over the barrel. Yeah. And slides. That, on, yeah, that's which a is way, really cool.
1: That's a cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, I got one more. Uh, it's about the director, Doug Lyman. And it said During production, Universal constantly sent memos to the director, Doug Lyman, after viewing dailies. One such memo urged Lyman to consider using a montage accompanied by suitable wrap up music to introduce the final act, quote, like Tony Scott shoots, unquote. Lyman sent the studio a message back letting them know that if that's how the ending if that's the ending they wanted, maybe they should hire Tony Scott to film it. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. This dude's just like, who cares what you want? And then unironically, this is the only board movie that he got to direct. They had another guy direct yeah. the rest
0: of them. <laughs> Classic.
1: Yeah. Oh, I just I just thought that was hilarious. Um, oh, and then I got a, a couple of casting extras you got i'm sure you saw the same ones uh brad pitt turned down the role of jason Bourne to do spy games
0: yeah and i've never seen spy games i don't even know if i know what it's about i haven't seen it either also would have the same problem with brad pitt yeah and an assassin role that i do with matt damon yeah for different reasons i just he's not i mean he's in like fight club and he's in Inglorious bastards and stuff, but like this whole—I don't know—he—he's just just not a person that I would picture. Like he's, first of all, he's way too handsome to be like unnoticed in public. Like oh yeah, that dude—he's just a good-looking dude. Um, to where Matt Damon—I mean, you know—he's a good-looking guy, but he's more plain, can sit in the background. But um, I just don't think Brad Pitt would have done any better it might have been worse movie with Brad Pitt
1: yeah did you see the other castings for it or casting possibilities
0: yeah, Russell Crowe and Matthew McConaughey and Sylvester Stallone <laughs> all of them are solid no yeah this, this movie would not have been better with the, any of them in it, it would have been no, you would you would have had Matthew McConaughey all right all right I'm a, I don't know who I am <laughs> and then I mean Russell Crowe he's been in a lot of stuff but he's like a He's like a like a serious drama actor, or he used to be. He has this done some action movie. movies, though. Yeah, but like when I think of when I think of Russell Crowe, I think of like, um, Gladiator or yeah. Beautiful Mind. Yeah, uh, it's like these more drama heavy. Yeah. Kind of theatrical pieces, or you know, straight up drama movie. The Beautiful Mind's like a like a based on a real story yeah. of a guy type of thing is there Um,
1: any is there anyone you would have thought that might have pulled this off better than matt damon
0: no uh not really sylvester stallone would have been funny yeah that that would have been a good comedy movie um just because i mean he can't really talk so it's like (laughs) him speaking all these crazy languages would just sound like it all sound like the same language it wouldn't be very good Uh, Um, but no, I mean, not really. I'm trying to even think of like, maybe like a Chris Evans or something, but back then he was way too young. Yeah. Same. Like Jimmy Renner could do a good job like that too, but if it was, if it was remade today, maybe like a Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, type of guy. I don't really know. Um, and then, or a Jake Spencer type, you know? Yeah. a Jake Spencer. Um, Yeah, so uh, the only other thing that I have is, again, to reiterate that Walton Goggins needed to play another character in this Uh, movie. Jake Spencer should have got Walton Goggins' role, and then Walton Goggins could have been, like, the professor or something. Oh, cool. Yeah, well... uh, I would have loved seeing Jake Spencer say, yeah, these are the four monitors, and we got these pictures of uh, (laughs) him in Italy. I'll take that role any day. Hell yeah. Jake looks at the camera, winks, and says, my movie, (laughs) walks out the door. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to do it for me. That I've got, that's pretty much everything. You know, I did my best to not make this too short of an episode. Where can, where can we find us,
0: Ethan? Um, well, you could find us at, find us and other great shows at, uh, fourth hand podcast network, which is just www.fourthhand.com, I believe, hopefully I'm not saying that wrong. Um, they have plenty of shows. They have Hysteria Fifty One, Happy Horror, Coffee Break, um, some conspiracy stuff, some other movie podcasts. If you're really like movie podcasts, there's one where these two these guys watch really bad horror movies and talk about them. Nice. Um, but we can be, you can find us on there. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Um, social media wise, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Seeing This Have You uh hyst podcast on instagram and uh hyst podcast on facebook if you like the show uh hit us up on apple podcasts leave us a five-star review give us a little comment what you like what you didn't like um if you have any movies that you would think you'd want to hear um go ahead and toss them out there to us if uh there's if there's something that one of us hasn't seen uh you know you could hear a movie that you picked on the show yeah um other than that next week since i harped on how much i liked john wick better than this movie we're gonna watch the first john wick movie because i have not starring, seen it starring keanu reeves whoa um yeah and a bunch of other people there's a lot of people in that movie i have a quick question um Frank can he do kung, kung fu in this movie frank from frank from hot rod is is in john wick really mm-hmm. quick- uh yeah i mean <laughs> I, I he was, does kung fu i was gun making fu, a matrix
1: reference you get it
0: gun fu kung fu <laughs> works yeah, for me it's all the same but until next time uh thank you for listening i'm ethan wilson and i'm jake spencer wear a mask be safe and we'll see you later bye